Hi, it's Malcolm and I'm joined by my colleague Wayne and we're, so we're going to talk about shared ownership mortgages. Um, so shared ownership's been around for quite a long time, Wayne. Um, who would your typical type of customer be for a shared ownership purchase? I think typically people who are obviously wanting to get onto the, the property ladder but maybe struggling either income-wise or, or deposit-wise or whatever to be able to, to actually buy a home outright of their own. It gives them a, an easy way into the market, really, or, or a more cost-effective way into the market. And um, I suppose over recent years, uh, let's say less ten, maybe even twenty years, we've seen property prices generally kind of get out of the reach of of uh, first-time buyers. That's right. And so, by buying a share of a property, it maybe allows uh, you know maybe a young family, for example, to to buy the sort of house that is that they couldn't afford on the open market, but that gives them the accommodation that they need to house their family, you know, if they've got young children or whatever. Whereas on the open market, for, for a similar price, they might be able to only afford to buy a much smaller house, that sort of thing. And I suppose that's because over the years, kind of, um, we haven't built enough properties in, in the UK, yeah. supply and demand has, has forced the prices up, but really, salaries have never really risen at the same growth speed. That, again, that's right. And also, you know, a lot of the, the, the traditional um, social housing, like council housing, a lot of that's been sold off, so there's not as much of that available. And the housing associations who, who run the shared ownership schemes largely um, have, have gone somewhere to sort of fill in that, that gap. Yeah, we'll cover right to buy in a, in a separate uh, video. Always a controversial one, but in the um, 1980s, uh, a lot of people did take advantage of that um, and get onto the ladder. Um, and because those properties have, have, have been bought up and the, the government have not really built new council houses over the years, that's really one of the reasons, again, uh, why the prices have kind of uh, shot up. So in terms of um, a customer, first-time buyer then, uh, I suppose this, this might come in for like, key workers. So if you've got um, someone working maybe for the uh, NHS yeah. um, and they're they're um, in a part of the country where property prices are high. This is a, a good route in for them. This is it. You know, if you think about somewhere like London, for example, where you know there's a massive need for key workers, and yet they're not on necessarily the salaries that would enable them to, to pay London prices on properties. This is you know an ideal sort of halfway house solution for for a lot of people in that situation. Okay, and then if you're interested in taking out a, a shared ownership mortgage, then. What would you do first? Would you um, try and get your mortgage in place first? Would you contact a housing association first? What would be the, the running order for someone interested in this? I would always say talk to you know talk to an advisor first, but because you need to know whether you can actually borrow anything at all. Mm. Um, so I, I would always look at you know doing the groundwork in terms of finding out what your borrowing capacity might be. Probably run the two things alongside. You know, keep an eye on what the local housing associations are doing, what sort of prices they're offering, mm-hmm. um, because one of the aspects is what um, a mortgage advisor would need to take into account is what rent you're going to be paying on the share that you don't own. So it's always trying to get a balance between making sure that it is affordable and also making sure that there's property available. But I'd, I'd always start with an advisor just to make sure that you can actually. You know, you can borrow enough to do what what you'd ideally like to do. Yeah, these type of mortgages can be more difficult to obtain if you've got bad bad credit as well. Sometimes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, you would go about finding this type of property um, by contacting house housing association or just looking on on Rightmove and Zoop. But those shared ownership properties are advertised uh, on there as well. 
So in your experience of doing shared ownership mortgages, Wayne, um, what typical percentage do people enter the market at? Is it 25%? I was going to say, I, I, probably, I would say probably more commonly 50, I, certainly in my, in my personal experience. But as you, as you say, it can be 25, it can be 50, it can be 75. I think the things to look out for that lenders are particularly looking out for is, um, do you have the ability at some point to become a 100% owner? Because some of the housing associations don't allow that because they want to keep this, you know, to help other people um, get on the housing ladder sort of thing. So that's something that's important um, to watch out for. Um, staircasing, as it's known, that you, that you can increase your share over a period of time. And then I suppose it's the aspiration of, of people taking out a shared ownership mortgages to, to do that staircasing, and is it to get exactly. to 100% ultimately? I think, I think ideally, you know, as, as time progresses, they, they would like the idea of that that is going to become their own home, wholly owned at, at some point, yeah. Okay. Uh, and if, if you are interested in this, um, typically customers have to put down a small deposit on this type of property because they're already buying a share, and it might only be... Um, 10%, 5% or sometimes 0% on the share that they're buying. So it is a good way for, for people who are struggling otherwise to get onto the property ladder. So if you're looking for um, some, some advice on share ownership mortgages, please don't, do not hesitate to get in touch and we'll be happy to help you.